0: So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox and Tiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Cintiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Uh. Be kind to joy. love a lot. So, life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful. Laugh a little more, Tight, tighten up your Said he can't. you kicking it with four things with Amy Brown. My four things guest today is Brooke Rossi, and I gotta say, Brooke, I am so excited for this conversation about our cycle. My cycle, your cycle, everyone's cycle listening, well, except for my male listeners. but maybe you are in a relationship some way somehow, with someone that has a cycle. <laughs> like everyone around you has cycles. And I think the more we can understand our bodies and what's really happening, the better we can show up, not only for ourselves, but for others, and kind of understand what's really happening with us. So, Brooke, I'm going to hand you the mic if you want to introduce yourself, talk about why this is important to you, what your work is, where you're coming to us from, and then we can get into what is very fitting, uh, the four different seasons of our cycle here on 4Things.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Seasons of Cycles as a woman is something, I'm 35, I didn't understand until I was 29 and my husband and I decided that we wanted to start trying for kids. And it's something that I kept saying, I was like, God, why aren't we taught this growing up? For so long, I had been in the industry for over 14 years and fitness in some way, shape, or form. And I started as a personal trainer. And about five years into my career, I lost my dad to cancer. And it was kind of a rude awakening to me of this whole wellness side of the industry. For so long, I thought health was you know, what diet I was doing, what workout I was doing. And and that's a lot, what a lot of us think, because that's really what's talked about the most. And I really started to dive into the wellness aspect after I lost him and really started to see that there was this whole other part of wellness, especially as a woman of how I was feeling in my skin and how my body was functioning. And I really wanted to understand that a lot more And more so, as I started to deal with the impacts of the stress of losing him and then meeting my husband and wanting to get pregnant, I really started to dive into my hormonal health a lot more. And I started seeing that there were so many things that we weren't taught. It's not talked about very often. I was seeing it with a lot of my clients that were women that were struggling in their body. They've done the diet and exercise, they weren't getting the results that they wanted to. They were not feeling good at certain times of the month, they were running out of energy and just overall not feeling how they wanted to, or they thought they should be feeling. And then we're going to our physician and we're asking for things. And, you know, we're really only being taught that like birth control is really our option, which is not always a bad thing, but we're not really taught how good we could feel at the same time. And so I really started to dive into um, and went back to school to learn more about how our hormones are playing a role. And I started to dive in with a lot of my clients on our cycles and how they play a role in our body and how we feel. And I'm in Metro Detroit area. So I started to do a lot of that with my clients around here and just started posting more about it on social media. And I was seeing how many questions there were about well, what? how do I know where I am in my cycle and how should I be feeling? And so I've just started to talk a lot about that more with people that I'm
0: working with and just in general. Well, let's start there. The monthly seasons that we have as women, those different parts of our cycle that, yeah, I really am with you. We should have been taught this somewhere. So I'm sitting here with you, Brooke, as someone that's 41, and I feel like I'm getting my introduction into this. I feel like I picked up a few books here and there, especially same with you when I was trying to get pregnant. And my husband and I had fertility issues. I wasn't able to get pregnant myself. No one could really tell me why. But that's literally the age in which I learned that certain things that were happening in my body, I would start to pay attention like, oh, I must be ovulating right now. I was probably late 20s at this point. But I used to think, well, my ovulation phase was that I was having period cramps, but really it was ovulation cramps. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm not really on my period. And then what's this, this other stuff that's going on with my body. And it was because I was trying to get pregnant that I started to become more in tune. So I think some people listening might have a certain life experience where then they can relate, but still we were never taught properly. What are these different things that are happening each month? And apparently there's four cycles that happen every month.
1: Yeah. Medically speaking, we have two big cycles or two big stages in our cycle. We have your follicular and you have your luteal stage, but within that, we really have four phases of our cycle. And I re- I like to relate it to the seasons. If you live in the Midwest or in Tennessee area, or in some way where you're getting seasons, you kind of know how, how that feels. But if you think of, if we start with your period being the most prevalent one that women notice because we're bleeding and we know that that stage of our cycle, think of your period, more is like your winter stage where you're hibernating a lot more. You're probably resting a little bit more. You don't really feel like being out doing as much. Think of that as your period. And what's happening in your period is all your hormones are down at their lowest point. And that can be why we get into our period. And we maybe don't feel like doing that high intensity workout or waking up early in the morning, like we normally would, or just kind of feel like vegging out, or we want the chocolate, or we just kind of feel like chilling is really what we need. And we want to go internal. And a lot of that is due to the fact that our hormones are at their lowest point. So energetically, we're going to be a little bit lower, but a lot of times what happens is we get to that point as women and we think what's wrong with me. Why do I feel this way? I should be able to push through or we will push ourselves through and we just kind of ignore it because we are just thinking that we have to keep up with all the different things versus taking that couple days to just restore and rest a little bit. And then when we are coming out of our period, we're coming into our follicular stage of our cycle, or I related a lot to spring. This is where your estrogen is really on the rise and estrogen to you as a woman, I always say it's like your superpower hormone. It's like to you as a woman, like testosterone is to a guy. It can be one of your most energetic hormones. It can make you feel really good. You can feel the most in alignment as you're coming into this stage. You can be the most focused, more driven, more task oriented when you're in this stage. And you overall just start to feel really good in this stage of your cycle. Spring feels great. And then we're leading up from spring into summer, which is our ovulation. And a lot of our hormones, especially our estrogen and our testosterone does a little peak here too, are at a peak. This is usually around that time where, you know, we can notice a little bit of cramping, like you said, because we're noticing the egg being released. That can be a part of it. But also what can happen around this time is physically and mood energetically as a woman, if we're thinking primally, your body around ovulation is when you would want to get pregnant. Nobody wants to get pregnant or be busy around that time, just like you would like feeling like you would in your menstrual stage. So when winter ovulation, your body is smart you're going to feel really good. Your hormones are to your benefit at this stage. You're usually going to feel better in that outfit that you're putting on. You're probably going to want to be intimate with your partner a little bit more around this time of the month because you feel great here. And then we're coming out of summer and we're kind of peeking into fall, which is your luteal stage. And in your luteal stage, your hormones, your estrogen and progesterone actually start to do a little shift with each other. Estrogen is still there, but progesterone starts to take a little bit more of the reins and be more of your power hormone in this stage of the cycle. And progesterone does a few things. It can be a natural sedative. So we can actually need a little bit more of an increase in sleep around this stage of our cycle. And where I see that transfer women a lot is, especially if you're someone who's set an alarm and you wake up at the same time every morning. Sometimes in this stage of our cycle, we can feel more tired and we can feel a little bit more run down because we're not getting that additional sleep that we need. Progesterone is also a pro thyroid hormone. So we get a little boost metabolically so we can feel hungrier, especially leading up to our cycle. So we start to feel insatiable and we start to want to eat a little bit more. And especially if you're a woman who's following a diet or any way, shape or form, you start to like wonder what's wrong and why you're feeling. So so much more hungry for certain things and sometimes it's usually chocolate which there's a reason to that we can get into and then we're in that luteal stage where that estrogen is coming down a little bit that progesterone is up and our neurotransmitters are actually doing a little bit of a shift too so your serotonin which is a feel good neurotransmitter can actually be a little bit lower so we can notice more anxiety we can respond to stress differently and then that's all kind of leading up to our period where our hormones start to come down and we need a little bit more of that rest. So if you notice those big transitions between those, we've got one side of the cycle where our body is a little bit more in like power mode, I say, and then one side of our cycle, we're in a little bit more of that rest mode. And if you're not aware of that in your body, we can get into that rest mode is usually where I see it the most. We start to get into that and ask ourselves, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? Why am I craving these things? I um, mean, we try to push through because we try to keep up with how we were feeling in that power mode stage of our cycle.
0: It's fascinating to have this broken down and to really understand the four phases and know that like, oh, when I'm in the fall time, my pre-period mode, obviously that makes sense if I am have increased hunger and I am feeling a little more anxious and, and then boom, it's like I feel crazy, crazy town, and then I'll suddenly start my period the next day and something in me just relaxes and I'm like, ah, I'm not crazy. It was my period. But if we could just have that in our head all along, this is normal. This is how my body was created. It's doing what it needs to do. How can we best listen to that? What do we need to do in each of these phases so that we're really taking care of ourselves in the quote unquote winter, summer, spring, fall I like that you gave them the names of the seasons, but just to recap for people, the winter is the period, the spring is the post period, your follicular stage, yeah, yeah. And then summer's ovulation and fall is your luteal stage. Yeah. yeah. So, let's dive into each phase a little bit more and how we can best serve ourselves in each one. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox and is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Scentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results... Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. So many of us sometimes
1: get into those stages leading up to your period where you feel like you're crazy or you curse your hormones or, you know, we've all probably done it at some point. I know I have. I was sitting in church once and my husband put his arm around me and I was in my luteal stage and I was like, I just don't want to be touched right now. (laughs) Just leave me alone. And then in my mind, I'm like, why am I being so mean? But you know, you get into those stages and just being aware makes a huge impact. So when you're in that, let's start, go back to that winter. When you're in that period stage, because your hormones are lower, because your body needs more restoration. I always try to explain to women, this is not the time to be waking up and doing your HIIT style workouts. This is not the time to be trying to crush it and everything this is the time, especially the first couple days of your cycle, you know, medically speaking, technically the first day of your period is the start of that follicular stage. So your estrogen is starting to come up a little bit through the end of your period. So the first two to three days, I say, it's really, really important to maybe like prioritize your yoga or Pilates or just walking outside, maybe take a nap, rest as much as you can try to sleep in a little bit if it's possible for you, but try to go inward a little bit more and do more restorative things as far as your exercise as far as your nutrition, because your hormones are a little bit lower, it can impact your digestive health. So one of the things that I say around that stage is try to prioritize more warming cooked foods versus like raw salads type things. Maybe switch it over to like a stew or soup or instead of a smoothie in the morning, like oatmeal or eggs or something along those lines and things that can be higher in iron that can help support you as well.
0: Just quick side question here about tracking. Do you have an app that you particularly like or do you encourage people to just journal? Because that's what I need to start doing. I was using the Clue app to not really do this detailed honestly this type of detail was overwhelming to me for a long time that's why I just didn't take the time but I'm here now and I'm ready for it that's why I was pumped to have you on Brooke so I'm I'm ready to start figuring this out and the best time to do it is now because then a few months from now I'll be so glad that I started to track it so how do you recommend we track
1: an app is an amazing place to track. So I like flow it's FLO. Okay. That's what it's called. I think it gives good insights and it's pretty on point as far as prediction of where your cycle is. Now, the biggest thing I say with tracking is you need to track for a good 90 days to start to notice trends in your cycle. A lot of times people be like, well, my cycle did this this month. And I'm like, well, that's, that's good. We can pay attention to that, but what did it do the month before that? And what did it do the month before that? We want to pay attention to the trends because it takes your follicles about 90 to hundred days in simplest terms to kind of catch up to what's going on. So if you can notice a trend in your cycle for at least 90 days up to 120 Would be good because then you can start to tune into, all right, last month I felt the same way around this time. And in the apps, you can keep notes too. So you can notice like today I was moodier, today my stomach was upset, or I felt cramping or whatever it is. And then you can go to next month and you can see like, oh, last month I felt the same thing around this time. So you can start to notice those trends in yourself too.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'm going to look up that app, FLO. It's a great one.
1: There is a book that comes with it too if you want to learn more in detail too. So wintertime, rest, yoga, more restorative, comforting foods are called comforting foods for a reason. So more of those warming cooked foods are great as we come into spring. So as your estrogen is to your benefit, you can start to kick up more of the intensity as far as the movement. And things that you're doing so maybe if you like those hit style workouts you can add that in once to twice a week strength training i always say prioritize for women in general but you can start to maybe turn that walk into a run and start to kick that up and just small little things you usually will notice around this stage of your cycle you don't need as much sleep so usually you wake up easier to that alarm usually in this stage of our cycle you can handle stress a little bit better. So drinking caffeine during the day may not impact you as much. So you can wake up and have that caffeinated cup of coffee versus needing to go for something different. We'll get into that in in the luteal stage. And then usually in this stage of your cycle, I say task oriented. So if you have like a project that you're working on or you want to like organize a part of your home or something like that, this is a really good stage for you to do that in because you're going to be focused on doing
0: that. Oh, I love that. I remember in college telling one of my boyfriends, I just feel so good like the last day of my period and the two days after that. But of course, I didn't know any of this stuff. But as we're talking, I'm recalling a conversation from who knows over 20 years ago that's the best version of me this is where it's at and yes. it lasts about 3 days so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get it while it's hot yeah
1: yeah i'm in mine right now and we just organized our house this past weekend so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you're coming into that ovulation when you feel really good in your follicular and your ovulation stage, that spring and summer, this is also the time that I, you know, you're going to feel more social. You're going to feel more apt to like go to that social event and be excited about it and want to be out and, and get dolled up and have fun or go out and have a drink with your girlfriends. Your body's going to handle these things better in this stage of your cycle.
0: Okay. Something I've said on a previous episode is I wish there was some sort of case study done with me and Instagram and the desire to be on. On it and posting and how I feel and there's some days where I'm not overwhelmed by it at all post I post with ease and it's all good it's like oh this is fun and other times I'm just completely overwhelmed I don't yeah. know what to say and I'm like why am I even on here and I have to take a break so I think if I were to be tracking it would likely line up with these different phases
1: Yeah. I plan out my like content and things in this stage of my cycle, because then when I get into that luteal stage, I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at it. I am probably more emotional. I just don't want to think through that. So you can strategically kind of use that to your advantage. And then when you get into your ovulation stage, this is when you usually feel your best. I actually make my husband track my cycle. So for the guys that are listening, this might go to your benefit if you track your partner's cycle on their on your phone, because then I, I tell him, I'm like, listen, you're going to know when I'm more in the mood. So if you track my cycle, you're going to know when I'm more in that ovulation stage. So it's going to be a lot easier for you if you try it in that stage of the month versus other stages of the month, but also it just makes him more aware of where my mood is and how I'm feeling and how he can support me too. So ovulation stage primally, obviously this is probably going to be the time that you're going to be a little bit more apt to be intimate with your partner. You're going to be more in the mood for it. It will come a little bit easier because your hormones are there to benefit you. You have estrogen to help support you as far as what's going on down there. So this stage of the month is probably your most social, probably where you're, feeling like most like yourself through the entire month. And then when we leave that stage of the cycle, we come into our luteal stage. And this is where I focus a lot on supporting women most because we usually don't need as much help and the follicular and ovulation stage of our cycle. But when we get into our luteal stage, when we start to feel like we're crazy, when we start to feel like things are not like they were before, this is where we probably need to support our body the most. And like I mentioned earlier, your serotonin is a little bit lower. So we can notice anxiety a little bit more in this stage of our cycle. Our hormones are shifting. So when we're in this stage in that fall time leading into that winter, I usually say, try to get at least 30 minutes more of sleep at night. If you can go to bed a little bit earlier or sleep in 30 minutes later, try to switch that high intensity workout, maybe for a walk. Maybe you're turning one of those into a yoga or a Pilates session or something a little bit more restorative in nature for your body. Actually try to maybe scale away from the caffeine as much. If you're noticing no. anxiety, no. I know, I know. Every time I tell that to a woman, they're like, no, <laughs> I promise you'll actually feel really good. And I'm not saying none, but maybe look at how much you take in and maybe cut it in half and just see how you feel. You might notice that you sleep a little bit easier and you wake up feeling more restored the next day from it. And when you're in this stage of the cycle, I usually will say, try to like maybe at night journal a little bit more, this is the time to maybe kind of go in with your feelings a little bit more. This is more of your feminine side. If you're aware of like masculine and feminine energy, this is a little bit more of that feminine side of your body. Just be in tune with where you're at and when you might need a little bit more rest than others in this stage of the cycle. And then one big thing I usually say for women in this luteal stage is when you are feeling that hunger increase, you actually need to honor it because your progesterone is boosting your thyroid a little bit and your metabolic function, you actually need about a five to 10% caloric increase in this stage of your cycle. A really, really good way to do that is have a couple squares of dark chocolate every day, leading up to when your period is starting, because it's going to be high in magnesium. It's going to give you that little bit of a caloric increase that you probably need unless you're tracking food. And it will give you that little bit of a boost versus... When you get close to that period, if we don't honor that, that's usually when I find women wanting to like make love to a pan of brownies because we're starving at that point and we haven't honored that caloric
0: increase. And I just want to give a little trigger warning here because I know a lot of my listeners I'm saying on the backside, but I don't want it to be lost here if you are listening because of outweigh which is a disordered eating podcast that I co-host and I'm personally in recovery but a lot of what you're saying too is for people that may be in a space where they can have a certain meal plan and a lot of people in recovery do work with a dietitian and have certain meal plans yes. that they're on but this isn't like an outline for this is the type of workout you need to do here it's just suggestions yes. Just know that if you're in recovery, you might need to take a break from working out altogether and that's good too. But what's beautiful about this is I love any time that we can understand our bodies more and give ourselves that permission of like, oh, well, no wonder I haven't wanted to work out here. I don't actually have to move my body and it is totally okay. But you actually can give yourself that permission at any time of the month. Any yep. time of the month, you have freedom to do that. And then knowing this too about your body and your increase in hunger, if you have any type of restriction going on, this might be a time where you see even a binge pop up or something like that. And again, I'm not the expert here. I'm someone I co-host outweigh with a dietitian, So I can only speak from my experience as a non-expert. But if I look back over times where I ended up in a binge and I bet if I was tracking, I would see that sometimes it would come on when... I was already restricting enough to begin with throughout the month, but then this, you know, time of the month pops up and I was already restricting. And then now I'm restricting even more Then that might be where it leads to a possible binge. Just speaking from my experience with, you know, my own body and my binge restrict cycle that I was on. So just wanted to interject with that. And Brooke, you're shaking your head. So I think you feel where I'm going with that. But I just want people to understand you and I are just having a blanket conversation. We're not speaking specifically to someone that is knee-deep in an eating disorder or just now getting into recovery or anything like that. And I don't know why I keep going back to college here, Brooke, but I remember being diagnosed with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I was probably about 20 or 21 years old. And I was given this Zoloft for PMDD that I took two weeks out of the month. But I'm pretty sure looking back now, of course, I had no education on what was really happening with my body, but it was probably that fall timeframe, which is the pre-period luteal stage. And I think at 2021, if I had given been given the opportunity to really understand, and I'm, I'm not anti-medicine, I'm pro-meds, yeah. but I feel like how quickly I was just given a prescription for This medication, and at 20, 21 years old, I just started taking it. You know, I'm kind of like, oh, 41 year old self is a little bit mad at that doctor for not sitting me down and helping me understand. Because I think if I could have maybe given myself the opportunity to try to get more sleep, switch up how I'm treating my body during that phase, then maybe I could self correct and adjust. But I just had a flashback to these little. PMDD pills that I was popping and it altered my mood and my personality for sure. Like, I am sensitive to medication. That's why I don't take anything for ADD. I'm doing other things to work on that. But I remember getting off of it because I was like, this is altering how I feel these two weeks. Like, I don't feel like myself. And that was just me and my story. But again, I think that's why this is so powerful and stuff that teenagers should be learning.
1: Yeah. You know, and and to your point, none of this is rigid you know, none of this is like, well, at this stage, you have to do this. And at this stage, you have to do this, right? The whole premise of it, when we're really getting down to the root of it is just really as a woman being more in tune with how you feel, how your body is feeling, and really being aware of, okay, you know what, this isn't how I'm normally feeling, or this is how I'm normally feeling, or I'm feeling off. And then knowing when to take action and knowing when it's something to just kind of like move through and help support your body with. And I think that's really, really important to be aware of. And absolutely there's nothing wrong with medication, right? I take a thyroid medication still. Thank God that those are there to help support us, but I agree with you that I wish that there was more of the conversation around when someone is struggling with hormones. And I see it a lot with my clients that they're not being asked about their stressors and how they're handling those things. They're not being asked about what is your nutrition like? And instead of focusing on calories and all those things, are you just focusing on nourishing your body and eating things that make you feel really good? Are you drinking enough water in the day? Are you moving your body consistently in a way that feels good to you? And and really getting down to foundational habits that at the root of it really make the biggest impact on our hormones more than anything that we could be prioritizing instead.
0: So Brooke, if people want to find out more about your work and find you, where can they get more of this? Instagram is probably the
1: easiest. And Brooke Rozzy is where you can find me. I've got a team of other coaches that work with women as well. So if you want support, one of us at some point can help support you in
0: whatever it is that you're looking for. And Rozzy is R-O-Z-Z-I-E. And then Brooke with an E. Yes. And then you also have a podcast, right? Yes. Uh, It's called The Power
1: of a Woman. I just launched it this year, but a lot of conversations, interviews with other people and women around how they're kind of owning their own power and whatever way that is for them in their life.
0: I love that. And one last thing from you, Brooke, I would love to know four things that you are thankful for today.
1: Yeah. Yeah my kids. We've had like four weeks of sickness in this house. So they're finally feeling better. I'm grateful to be able to talk to you today. And Michigan is finally turning around and we're getting some spring type weather moving on from winter. And honestly, overall, this is what I'm always grateful for is just my health and being able to have been in a place where I felt really bad in my body to be able to be in a place where I can feel really good and be on the other side of it feels amazing.
0: Well, and I know your health journey has been years long and you shared with us on outweigh your eating disorder story from your childhood and then how it some of that led to where you are today with this so just want to encourage people if they want to know more about that and have another story of of hope from someone else that has made it to the other side to know that you you're not alone a lot of us grew up in that that snack well era um Brooke how old are you Thirty-five. Okay, so yeah, and I'm forty-one. So very similar, like slim fasts, and just exposed to diet culture at a very, very young age. And so Brooke joined us on Outway, and you can go check out that episode. Uh, just search for Outway podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and then yeah, Brooke, thank you so much for thank for you. coming on sharing this, this info with us, the four monthly seasons of a woman, and then um, also just doing four things gratitude with us real quick. And I encourage people to go check you out, brookrazi.com. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%.